The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am super excited to have you join us today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. I just want you to inhale on that, that peace, that concept of peace in you and just take a nice deep breath in, hold it for a second and slowly and completely exhale. You deserve to be in this moment right now in peace. And just imagine living a life of peace every day. My goodness, I'm here to tell you that, yes, it's possible to live a life of peace every day. Yes, you deserve everyday peace. Yes, you can have everyday peace. And that's what we come together for. We come together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And today is no exception. We have a fabulous guest today. Before we get to our guest, I want to remind you that you are an everyday peacemaker. And a huge thank you for being that. The world needs more people just like you. And so we have free gifts. We always have free gifts. We have a free gift that we're giving away, which is a seven-day passion course, absolutely free, to discover your passion. Could you imagine living in your passion every day? You're so excited. Your weekdays feel like your weekends, your work weeks and your everyday life feels like your vacation. That's really living, right? We all want that type of being. And so I have a course um, that I'm giving away absolutely free. All you need to do to get this seven day course is just email Drayvon James at gmail.com in the subject line put the word free and you will receive that free course also if you would love to take some wonderful online university courses check out the institute for leadership and lifelong learning where they are offering select free courses that is absolutely right some free college courses on there and i also happen to teach a course on there as well called the 2020 clarity course but there are some amazing courses on there so check that out as well so that's what our free offer is today today on our show we are discussing life after life how exciting is that we have on our show today Sandy Cohen, and she is a phenomenal author, and she's here today discussing her latest book, Hi Mama, It's Me, a unique story that proves that life after life exists. I love that term, life after life exists, and that love is the great connector. So a little bit about Sandy Cohen is that after a rash of incurable illnesses that began more than 35 years ago, Sandy Cohen found her life completely changed. Through her healing journeys, she developed intuitive capabilities that frankly stunned her. These gifts have continued to grace her life 
And today, Sandy uses her gifts to connect across dimensions, to bring insight and clarity on a range of topics to enrich the human experience. Sandy, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you today. Thank you, Drayvon. It's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, my goodness. So I got to tell you, I talk, I do what I call talk the topic. So I've been talking this topic for a week to anyone who would get within, you know, six feet of me in the new COVID world, right? (laughs) Within six feet of me. I'm talking this topic of life after life and that concept of uh, the journey beyond here. Right. And I want to tell you that I had an interesting uh, conversation with someone and, I, and uh, we were just talking about, you know, life. And of course, I'm a pharmacist. I've worked in healthcare for over 30 years and we were talking just about, you know, death and this experience of death. And and one of the things that we were saying, you know, a question that came up is what do you think happens after you leave this embodiment? And he said something very interesting. He said, I really hope we just come back. It's been a it's been a wild and crazy ride. I'm having a great time. And you don't hear that too often, but I smiled because it really um, had me thinking about this, the way you phrase things, life after life. How did you become interested in, in having this be a topic that you would pursue? Well, it really wasn't a conscious interest at all. Um, about 30 years ago, well, 35 years ago, when I started much of my healing journey, um, these gifts just started appearing to me kind of by accident. And I think it was prompted by having a clear mind, which I practiced doing in order to mitigate some pain that I I was going through. But anyway, long story short, um, because my mind was so clear, I was open to receive over time. And Initially, one phase of it sort of appeared, and then around 2003 or four, I guess, um, I started actually hearing from people on the other side. So I guess I was becoming a medium but didn't even know what, exactly what I was. All I knew was people would come to me, usually family or friends, sometimes um, angels, sometimes ascended masters, and Rarely, but once in a while, even um, the divine. And when a message would come, I would run to my pad and paper and write every word because I didn't want to miss anything. And I wasn't sure. Well, I couldn't ever remember, you know, if somebody's writing, talking and talking, you're going to miss all the good stuff later. So I would just write everything down. So over the course of all these years, I've probably received, I don't know, 350 or more messages. And I have copies of all of them. I mean, some of them are six, seven, eight handwritten pages. And then I go back and read them. So finally, I was doing all this for years. I never told anybody. I certainly didn't commercialize commercialize it or anything. And then my son passed unexpectedly two years ago, well, two years in July. And I heard him right after, well, four or five hours after he passed, and I heard him going through transition, and he was very confused and fearful. He had no idea what had happened. It was an accidental death. So I heard that. I never thought about he and I being connected. It, I was just trying to help him. You, you know what I mean? And 
we stayed connected, and it's been an extraordinary relationship. And through that, he's the one that really prompted me to write this book so that I could let people know how close our loved ones really are and to encourage people to be open to messages they see and hear because very likely they're valid. And finally, um, to let people know the importance of connecting and how it benefits both us and them. I mean, it was John who just bugged me and bugged me until I until I wrote the book. So it was never a plan. It was nothing I researched. It's all original material, you know, from pure sources. And it's amazing how eerily similar they are. I mean... Yeah. This... And there's so much that you just said here, and thank you for sharing how you've gotten to this part. So I want to go back a little bit to the beginning. And, you know, I opened up and I talked about you had a series of health issues and you mentioned that you had this pain. And before we came on the air, you were telling me that you realized that when you sort of blanked out your mind, emptied your mind, the intensity of the pain uh, decreased. And so that was sort of the first uh, maybe um, clue that there was something with having a busy mind that was creating an uncomfortable or, or at the very least enhancing an uncomfortable physical state of being. Talk a little bit about that, if you will. Sure. Um, the condition I had was rheumatoid arthritis. So it can be extraordinarily, the, the attacks can be extraordinarily painful. And I had been on a number of anti-inflammatories and things. And my body was, I was 37, and my body was absolutely falling apart. So when they were getting ready to put me on methotrexate, I thought, oh, my gosh, my skin looks like old lady skin now. (laughs) It was, you know, thin, and my hair was losing my hair, and I had no energy, and oh, my gosh. So I thought, I'm not going to do any more damage to my body. And I hate to say that to a pharmacist. God bless you. (laughs) No worries at all. I believe in a holistic approach. (laughs) (laughs) So I just didn't want to pump more stuff in there. And and I walked away. I had no idea what I was going to do. And it was amazing, Trayvon, when I just decided, I was firmly deciding that I was just going to get well. I wasn't sure how, but I knew that was going to happen. And answers just began coming. Well, in the process of those things coming to me, I would practice keeping my mind very still. Because when my mind would race, the pain in the evening when I'd go to sleep, it always got worse at night. And the throbbing, and it was unbearable. And if I, I would practice separating the feeling from the thought. So I'd try not to think about the pain and think maybe it might go away. Sometimes I could break that link for maybe a second. You know, it wasn't any more than that. But I felt like I had some control. And I kept practicing and practicing. Well, this happened, this extended over months. And I got so good at pushing thoughts that would come into my head just away, just pushing them away, that I I guess I was meditating. I didn't even know. 
But I stayed blank. I mean, I've been blank for years, <laughs> like I told you earlier. Oh, yeah. Some of so my I friends am... think it's a blonde thing, but it's not. <laughs> I love that. I think it's a blonde thing, but no, it's it's highly skilled and developed to stay blank and keep an empty yeah. head. But, you know, and, and it's not, let me just, and I say that laughingly, but it's not an easy thing to do because the mind, the ego is always looking for something to fixate on, either in the future in the past. It, it really um, does not want to take responsibility of the present moment. So it spends a lot of time scurrying back and forth from the future and the past. And as we try to discipline ourselves, and I love this about um, pushing the thoughts away, because I think just the idea of being able to, one, be still enough to realize that you're having a thought. Quite often, People, when they, when you ask people, what are you thinking about? They say, oh, I don't know. They really do. That really is a truthful answer that they're not even aware of what's going on because they're not even present enough. No judgment or condemnation in that statement, but they're not present enough to know, um, to start watching, become the watcher of their thoughts. And I think Eckhart Tolle uses that phrase all the time to become the watcher of your thoughts. And, uh, so they're not doing that. They're not, they're not, they just have no idea. They're just, their thoughts are just, the mind is just running amok, right? And a lot of times what we know the mind is doing is circling around the same seven or eight, five or six negative thoughts and just mixing them up there. But it's the same thoughts over and over again. So you, in the midst of rheumatoid arthritis pain, which we know is extremely painful and for many people crippling even. Oh, yeah. You develop a process, you said it was less than a minute, where you could, come out of, um, to, I won't say detach, but it's almost like to detach the thought. So would it be like the, and I'm trying to get a visual for myself, would it be like the thought was there and you're kind of rising above and you're watching the thought or could you just really just push the thought away and create a blank canvas? A blank canvas. It's more the latter. So if I, if I realized that the pain was there, it was more intense if I eliminated even the concept of the pain for just, oh my gosh, a flash really, um, I could almost make it stop. It, it wasn't quite that effective, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but I, I felt like I had control and it was the beginning of me starting this discipline because I thought the more quiet I keep my mind, the less painful overall this will be and so as thoughts would pop in and and Drayvon there are things like song lyrics and uh, just all kinds of nonsense that just is busy in our heads all the time and just kind of pushing that out so we can stay present in the moment and I'll tell you when when one can get to that be a little more disciplined about that oh everything is richer and brighter and more meaningful and you can actually live in gratitude and be more appreciative for life and you can hear the whispers i love that you can live in gratitude be more appreciative of life and you can hear the whispers and then that and so for me that looks like resonating at the vibrational energy of the answer whatever the answer is sometimes you know in the bible it says before you've called i've answered right and sometimes i really honestly believe sandy that my soul is calling out right and 
you know, Drayvon, this is this. And I even knew that I have that question, it's answered. And if I could just get myself to vibrate at that energy in stillness, right? Oh, that oh that's great? right. Answers, answers come. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. I mean, always. Mm-hmm. And and the first thought of that, if people want to get used to receiving something, you know, if you go to bed at night and, and you have something that really troubles you, um, and you ask for the answer, whether you're asking God or the universe or your higher self or whomever you believe in. Um, I always ask God, but others ask others. And when you go to bed, then the, when you wake in the morning, waken in the morning, the, it'll pop in your head. It'll just out of nowhere. And answer the answer will be there. And, you'll, and I always say thank you. Oh, my goodness. This seems like really simple stuff. Uh, you know, blank your mind out. Right? <laughs> blank, blank your mind out. But what I will say this is that I think we'll all agree that there's, you know, all sorts of pain. There's heartache, right? There's worry. But when you're in physical pain, there's it it's, becomes, you know, skin for skin, right? As the word of God says, skin for skin. When you're in physical pain, and it becomes even more challenging in my mind to get to a place where you can push thoughts away because you're consumed with the flesh that's suffering, right? And wanting to, wanting to uh, find some way out of this. Now, the only way out, what I'm hearing you say is inward, is to go into this inward silence and to remove the thoughts. And so your process for removing the thoughts if, if you were speaking to someone, I know you you do all kinds of helping of all kinds of people all over the world. What's one of the, uh, the first thing that, that a person needs to do in order to clear their mind, to have to open up to be this conduit, if you will, for communication with life after life? Well, the first thing I, I think is a practice of allowing silence around you once in a while. When people have the TV on and the radio on and the people chattering and they're busy, 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 and they always have to have all the company and action and stuff, it's impossible to begin quieting your mind. I mean, that's just not even a potential thing. So get used to some solitude. Maybe when you're driving somewhere, just say, this time I don't think I'll put on the radio or Sirius or whatever you listen to and just turn it off and drive focusing on whatever it is you're doing in the moment and like stay if you're really focused on something you're kind of naturally blank if you think about it yes i can um, see that. you know yes yeah and mm-hmm. if you focus on just what's in front of you what's around you i mean it doesn't have to be a, a focus on a thing it can be many things but just focus on the present and what you're doing and um and that's a good place to begin the second place is if you're sitting there consciously trying to um clear your mind then as thoughts come in just kind of gently sweep them away and you might you maybe envision a broom or see a gust of wind or if you just push it away yourself or you know might be on a grocery conveyor belt thing who knows but whatever works oh, I for like you that. just get those thoughts moving on through and not lingering 
so if you get the movement happening, you'll eventually get it so they just get discouraged with attempting, and they just quit coming. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. Yeah, that, that is beautiful. And I love the idea of seeing it on a conveyor belt. You know, uh, I remember Eckhart Tolle mentioned something about seeing him as clouds just sort of drifting away. Oh, there's another thought. And just watching it drift away. Oh, there's another one. And just, you know, watching it drift away, leaving you with uh, increased energy level. I know that's what happens to me when I move into this present moment. My energy level moves up. I feel more invigorated because I've let go of the baggage of the past and the weight of the future. And I'm just now here standing in my illustrious, you know, nowness and power, the powerful self. So that that's wonderful that 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 uh, being able to increase the silence. And then you, talk, you know, mentioned about gratitude, of course, and then there is the concept. Well, we mentioned about your son before we go into the love uh, you brought up, how he passed away suddenly, my condolences on that. And the struggle, how because you had been able to spend so much of your time with an empty mind, a blank mind, and that sounds just refreshing even when I say it, just a blank mind, it allowed you to actually hear your son during his transition period. Is that what was happening? Yes, yes, yes. He, um, I, uh, I guess... He must have passed somewhere between 3 in the morning and 4, somewhere in there. And, uh, of course, I found him at 8.30, so that was he had been gone a while. But it wasn't until an hour or two later that I heard him. And uh, what I heard was, because even in the grief... You're blank. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't think I was stunned. I was, well, that'll encourage yeah. me to be blank. Mm-hmm. And I heard, uh, he, he, I heard him say, I, I don't know what happened. Um, you know, uh, how sorry he was because he knew that somehow he'd caused this. He said he was sorry several times. He, he wanted a do-over. Oh, my God, that tore my heart out. You know, um, and and he said, "I'm I'm scared." So it all I could think about. I wasn't thinking about we were connected or anything. I was, I just wanted to help him. That's all mm-hmm. that I had in my mind. And uh, about the second morning after his passing, um, I heard a knock on my bedroom door. And I live alone, so, I mean, there are not, like, a lot of options here, you know. Right. And I was waking up, and I heard this knock, and I saw John's form come into the room and sit right at the corner there in a chair where he'd always sit if he'd come in to say something to me. And, um, oh, my gosh, I kept my eyes so tightly closed Really, I I kept thinking, you know, and, and these were conscious thoughts. I thought, well, you know, maybe this is an aberration or something weird. But I, my eyes, I just they were squinted so shut because I didn't want to lose him again. You know, he's uh, there and yeah. and somehow. Well, anyway, we talked for about twenty minutes, and he was blank most of the time. I was doing most of the talking, but I had transitioned so many spirits over the years that I 
sort of knew what to do. Of course, nothing as important as John, but um, but I said all the corny things, you know, about looking for something light or glowing or something to where he could uh, uh, focus on that and then surrender so he could pass. I told him what would be waiting for him and all sorts of stuff. Well, long story short, he then kind of just faded away, and I opened my eyes and went on with the day. Later that night, Drayvon, I felt this peace come over me, and I knew John was home. I just wow. knew he was home. So it was after that then he started coming routinely, and my son's a talker, so he would come with messages. He has not lost his personality. The personality kind of remains a little bit. And and I would ask him questions about, you know, I said, are you up or down or where are you? And he said, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> he said, we're all around. You know, it's a frequency change. It's a dimension, really. And so oh, wow. he explained stuff to me. And... After a few months of getting messages from John about, golly, I'd ask him who else he'd connect with, and he'd say to me, you know, I yell and throw things a lot, but nobody pays attention. But I did, obviously. He was so grateful for this gift of being able to talk to me because, you know, one of the benefits of this connectedness is sometimes they only want to come to say, I'm sorry. Wow. When you've had a painful relationship with someone, sometimes that's all they need, you know, want to, want to say to you. But with John, our relationship was, I mean, magical the first, I don't know, three or four years, five years of his life. And then his personality began developing and life started happening. And, you know, you get the insecurities and the defensiveness and whatever path he was meant to live, blah, 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 and then addiction issues. And so it was a challenging relationship. But now it is totally soul to soul, the most beautiful thing I've just about ever experienced. And for the first year and a half, all I heard was how sorry he was. It was so important Sorry for all the things he said or did or um, his indifference and, you know, just things people Mm -hmm. felt guilty for. And um, making amends is so important in soul healing. We're going to come right back after this break. We're talking with Sandy Cohen today, Life After Life. We're talking about connecting with our loved ones. This is Everyday Peace. We'll see you right after the break. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James and our fabulous guest, 
By the way, I have been mispronouncing her name. It is Sandy Cowan. So please accept my correction on that. Our fabulous guest, Sandy Cowan, is here discussing her book, Hi Mama, It's Me, and Life After Life. And we were talking about her beloved son, John, and, and over the break, we were saying that it is because of his visits that you sort of came clean with the whole world and said, yes, this is what I do. I am I am a good, what would you call that, clairvoyant? How, how would you describe your gift? Well, you know, I think probably I'm a medium, but medium, I don't okay. ever ask for um, souls to come to me. I don't ever ask. I think when you do that, you open up to all kinds of mischief. It's kind of like playing with a Ouija board. You know what I'm saying? You can get playfulness <laughs> and goofiness and the wrong people sometimes. But... No, they they come and it's electrical things and all kinds of craziness in my house and uh, and then I always say is somebody trying to get a hold of me and inevitably you know ninety nine percent of the time it's yes so I grab my pen and my paper and never know who it is and I have to kind of ask ask through a bunch of questions to figure it out but I guess I'm a medium I guess that's what it would be I just don't do it commercially. And um, so, right. So you don't do it commercially. So let's just talk a little bit about, um, you know, what it is. And I love the fact that you haven't really put a title on it. You're a woman who has many gifts, and one of them is being able to communicate across dimensions, if you will. And one of the, I guess tips for communicating with our loved ones at the beginning of the show we talked about is going into the silence or having a blank mind and having a blank mind is something you've mastered even in the midst of we talked about uh, when we first came on the air before we got on you can have a blank mind in the middle of a meeting or a conversation or a television program and that's how disciplined you are with really emptying your mind and being wholeheartedly you know your full body present yes yes and it enriches everything you know um, uh, nature is more vibrant I mean, everything just looks richer when you're in the moment and not so distracted that that everything in your life kind of is a blur you know yeah. So, you know, and it, this is your talking. I got to tell you, I feel like, you know, maybe we're living with this uh, film over our eyes a little bit. And that's our distractedness is this there's we're looking at something, but there's always another program running behind behind our lids, eyelids and causes what we're looking at to seem fuzzy and a little bit out of focus because another picture, another thing is coming into focus right on top of it. So you've been able to remove that and be totally focused with clarity on this present moment. And um, that has helped you with your intuitive gift, gifts of being able to communicate with, with your son and other loved ones and from other dimensions. Now, for the average person, which is right now under the sound of our voices, knowing that it is imperative that they learn how to quiet their mind. And we talked about you know how to do that and be focused in this moment in the stillness do you think they will also people like myself (laughs) would also uh, be able to connect with loved ones is it something that we can choose who to connect with or we just have to wait and see who shows up on the assembly line well um I guess it's a little I guess it's a little bit of both 
if you if you can stay clear or kind of clear, even once in a while clear, and then the most other important part is to have an open heart, to be non-judgmental and loving. Just be open and loving. And really, love is the answer to everything. It's it's the, you know, because when people pass to the other side, it's it's impossible to even describe the bliss that's there. It's just love just permeates everything and um so it is the great connector i believe and um so if you can have love in your heart for everybody and stay a little bit open i think it's easier for them to get through and easier for guidance to come and that's really um i mean we're missing a dimension of our lives that's there I don't think we use what the good Lord gave us so many gifts, and I don't think we use what thirty percent of them, maybe or forty percent. Yeah, it's that's what they say. Yeah, that we're not that we're so, not using these gifts. No, and I think because I've gotten so disciplined over the year that that years that that God and so many others are kind of using me as a vessel. You know what I mean? An informational vessel. I feel a little bit like a spiritual secretary. Ah, I love it. A spiritual secretary. So you get these messages and you mentioned you're, you're asking a series of questions when things start happening. Is this because, you know, I'm I'm envisioning that you're in the kitchen and all of a sudden the uh, you have the light on, all of a sudden the light switch goes off and then that leads you to ask a question. Oh, yeah. Oh, bizarre <laughs> things have happened. I mean, one morning... Well, I'll t- I'll tell you a recent one that was so bizarre. I've never had multiple spirits come to me at the same time. And one night I went to bed. I was so disgusted with all the tension and stress and anger and corruption and just all the business going on in the political world. And I was just, I couldn't hear it anymore. I couldn't listen to anything anymore. And I was totally depressed, actually. And I went to bed, sort of covered my head in the covers. When I woke up the next morning while I was awakened at about 5 a.m. with this brilliant light coming through my armoire, which is wooden, that has these uh, cloth fabric things lined in this thick fabric. The light was so bright that it illuminated about 5 in the morning. It was dark. It illuminated the entire room. And I woke up and I thought, what is this? And it was the Vizio logo on my television, so bright. And I thought, well, this is terrible. So I opened the doors. I shut everything off at night, so this was impossible to happen. And I clicked all the buttons to shut off the cable and shut off the TV and shut off. It would not go away. And I had to go get two towels, big, thick towels, put them over the screen, shut the armoire doors. And I thought, oh, my gosh, somebody is trying to contact me. So a couple hours later, I sat down and I asked who it was. And for some reason, I was prompted to ask, is it just one person? And I got no. Well, it was five. It was five different uh, you know, I'm from Arizona, so five different deceased Arizona politicians from all sorts of spheres who came to me to explain to me how 
dreadful politics has always been. And the only mm. thing about it now that's so devastating is that we hear about it all instantly and millions of us hear at the same time. So yeah. it magnifies the stuff that's always been around and that's always been happening. And basically, after I got these five, I did a blog on this, but after I got these five messages, I felt so much, I felt at peace. You know, it's like I had an answer to a question I hadn't even asked. Yes, but that's yes. what happens. It's bizarre things. One time, um, fluorescent bulb in my um, garage just exploded and fell out of the socket. Now that's unusual. It's usually not quite that dramatic. Usually it's really weird computer glitches, you know, repeated number letters or something just going off or disappearing or um, television things or in my car electrical things. It's generally electrical because, again, frequency stuff, that's an easy thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did read that there generally is electrical stuff that they mess with, and I, and I always believe it had something to do with the frequency as well when we're talking about, about communica- communication. So when you get these messages, you write them out. Do you ever get messages for people that you go and take to them? I've Yes, I've gotten maybe four or five, um, but that's all. <clears throat> I haven't gotten all that many. And one time, a friend asked me, he said, do you think you could contact my son? And I said, well, I don't really do it that way. But if you talk to him, I said, you could tell him that you have a friend named Sandy. And if he wants to contact you, that he can do it through me. And I just left it at that. You know, and I didn't release it, didn't have any expectations around that or anything. A few days later, I was walking into a room and I saw a vision of something and I heard a word. And I thought, oh my gosh, I think this is Rod's son. So I went in and I I wrote everything he said. And then I called my friend and I said, um, this is what I got. I mean, he came, I think he came to me, but, you know, and I'm unsure because I don't do this for other people. So I don't want to create, there's no ego around this for me. And I don't want to create, um, I don't want to say things if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm still unsure. I mean, I get all these things. Then I go back and read them and I go, oh my gosh, of course this is real because I'm not that profound. You know, I mean, I couldn't make this right. up. In a million years, and, he and I'm going to oh wait for one second because we have a caller that's waiting to answer your answer, ask your question, and I don't want I lost a caller last week who oh. contacted me, so I don't want to lose this one today. Hold on okay. one second. Right. Okay. I'm going to just bring this caller on the air. Hello, thank you for being Hello. a guest caller today. Oh, hi. How are you, Dr. James? Another great show. So my question will be quick. I know that you all went over because you asked her about how the average person, but can she sort of go over that again on how the average person could um, contact um, a loved one, you know, who's um, deceased? I know you all kind of went over that, but could she kind of go over that again? Oh, of well, course. Yeah. Thank you. There, Thank you. there are a couple ways to to contact. I mean, first of all, you can just talk to them. 
I mean, because they hear every single thing. You, you know, if you're, if you have them in your heart and you have the intention of wanting to reach them, and you just kind of talk to them like they're right with you, that's one way communication. Do you see what I'm saying? That's going the other way. Yeah. If you're become just more aware in general, when you see things that seem unusual, or you think, "Gee, I think that's my friend," or "I think that's my dad," or "I think whatever." It generally is, and it could be something like a butterfly that flies by or does something, or I have one friend, or he goes out for walks, and where you do not expect hummingbirds, they always show up for him, and his mother adored hummingbirds. But one time, one came and just stayed in front of his face, and he talked to He said, it must have been there for five minutes. Hummingbirds don't stay like that. So he was convinced that was his mother. So, you know, another friend saw lilacs bloom when they shouldn't have been blooming and, you know, all kinds of things. So if any of those happen, honor them and accept them as being uh, true. Uh, And so that's part of accepting and being more open to this. And then the third thing would be to try to stay a little bit blank. So... If you happen to be talking to them and then you're quiet and you just go about your life with no expectations, sometimes you hear an answer or you just hear okay. I love you or you just hear I'm sorry. And that's a wonderful place to begin. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dr. James, Thank could you. I share this real quick? Just real quick. Absolutely. It'll be like one minute. When I was in the Air Force, so my roommate and I, were in the room at night, and we had we were in one of the old dorms, so we had a big refrigerator, and so just the two of us in the room, and the refrigerator door opened, right? So we're we're like, what the heck is going on? So then we saw something that looked like it was a form, but then you know, now I don't drink. My roommate he drank a little bit, but he hadn't been drinking that night. So we didn't tell anybody about this because it seemed like it was crazy, but we know we didn't open up that door. And the door opened, and we saw like a it was a form, and then the form lingered for a bit, and then it left. So Bob asked me, he said, had anybody in your family died recently? I'm like, no. I asked anybody in his family. He's like, no. So we're like trying, we, we were freaked out for like a few days about that. And then we were sitting up at night waiting for this thing to come back, and it never came back, and it was so weird. And I don't know what that was, but this was 1983. And I will never forget that as long as I live. And so just listening to you talk, I just wonder if it was somebody trying to contact here, or maybe it was somebody trying to contact somebody who used to live in that room. It was just really, just really, it was really interesting. Well, you know, sometimes um, souls get stuck. They don't fully transition for any number Mm -hmm. of reasons. And 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 that's where the movie Ghostbusters came from and some of these shows where they talk about going in and getting rid of spirits and all this and they shoo them away. Well, that's barbaric. I mean, most of the souls who come like that, if it happened to be coming for help, asking for help, they come for somebody to help them transition. They don't, they're not being pesky, you know, <laughs> Um, so it could have been that too. It could have been a loved one, or it could have been somebody who just was hoping maybe you guys could help her or him, you know, mm. where he needed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. 
Okay. Well, great. Thank you very much. Another great show, Dr. James. Thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. I think we have another caller here. Let's see. Um, sure, but maybe not. Okay. Not transition over. So I know I stopped you mid-sentence. I hope you can pick up that thought. I didn't want to lose callers because I know this is a very exciting topic for people. People are wanting to connect and hear and connect to the other, uh, to the other, um, to life after life. So we just backpedal a little bit on our on our conversation. We could, and I will tell you one of the benefits about the work I do is that I don't have to have. A tremendous memory and I don't have because I don't remember where we were so that's also <laughs> a burden of my age you know I'm not necessarily a spring chicken here um, and I really forgot because I got so engrossed on what what he was talking about and I was in, you know in the moment I kind of let that other go so I forget exactly where we were but we can pick up anywhere you'd like yeah. And, and that's okay because I, you know, I believe that we're we're going to be led down um, paths and ways that are going to not only speak to me as the host of the show, but to the listeners. And so everything that we're going to give today, uh, in fact, someone else was listening just texted me and said that I believe everything she's saying. <laughs> so this is just wonderful that uh, getting this uh, confirmation that. Uh, something that you said earlier is when your son said it's not like that it is i remember my mom used to say that it's almost like a parallel world you know that and and our caller just alluded to there's like this shadow but there's these you transition into this other dimension but the dimension may exist within this dimension it's just that we're that vibrating at that frequency and so that's well and you've you've said that a couple times about frequency it's all about frequency mm. and even i asked john at one point i said i said have you seen jesus you know i mean i ask him really bizarre questions but i'm just trying to get the skinny you know on everything that's going on over there and he says no he said yeah well he said I'm busy focused on my work, you know, on what I'm doing. And But he said, yes, um, I've, I've seen him, but he said my frequency, uh, so even at the soul level, your level of purity in terms of being 100% love, we're just none of us are quite there, what can I say? And we do come back if people do believe that then we then we come back to work on that and to sort of hone the rough edges of our soul you know what i mean to get our souls more pure and to work on things we didn't do so well at before and my son's life was a uh karmic thing which i found out later had no idea but he said you know, I'm just kind of at this uh, at this other level, and he said I'm not quite advanced enough to hang with the big dogs, which I thought was a charming way to put it. And I thought ascended masters and God, everybody would be offended by that. They thought it was hysterical. Um, John was trying to basically say he can see them, he can like brush into them, but he can't hang with them. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not 
It's yes. almost like there are so many levels of love. It's all divine and all glorious, but there are so many levels that um, the soul tries to get to the most perfect. And yeah. part of this connectedness helps them accelerate quicker. John, I find, has become a bit of a, um example over there because our relationship is so extensive. And I'm not sure, you know, other souls may try to reach out to loved ones, but if they can't connect, they can't do the kind of work John and I are doing. Do you see what I'm saying? And we're not doing it consciously. He's just able to express to me and then see the, his clearing, and his, it's much faster for him. So maybe instead of coming back 20 times, he only has to come back six. Do you see what I'm saying? So I everybody do. is excited about the book and the concept of talking about connectedness because, Trayvon, people don't talk about that. They talk about the afterlife. They talk about their skill as a gifted something or other. But they don't talk about how it's actually possible. And if people can just grasp that, it's a beginning. You said something, um, Sandy, that I just want to, and I know we're almost out of time, but I just really want to say this. You said that I've mentioned frequency. Your son mentioned frequency. He's actually living the life after this life currently. And then you said love, 100% love. So I I just jotted a note down that love is the frequency, 100% love, which we, I, I believe we are all capable of. And I think what I'm getting from you and I haven't finished your book, but I'm reading it. Um, What I'm getting from you and from the book is that this ability that you have really honed through suffering, let me just say that we don't want to miss that point. It came in a very painful part in your life. You were maybe seeking some some release from the pain and you found you, you found a portal into clearing your mind and there you found this ability to connect with 100% love and I believe that is something that we are all capable of but we have to be able to silence the chatter within ourselves, the regret the shame the blame the all of this that separates us not only from other people but from ourselves and our higher power brilliant this You're absolutely is, spot on. And you are just amazing. And the work that you are doing is just uh, amazing. So tell us tell us about where we can get the book. Um, I know that, you know, like you said, the, your conversations with John, your son, is what promoted you, prompted you to write the book. But where can we get it and what we can expect, what readers can expect? Sure. I know what I've gotten sure. from it, but... <laughs> Sure. Um, It's available on Amazon, and it's Sandy Cowan, C-O-W-E-N. You can just Google me, and you'll see my, I've got two books, actually one 12 years ago, and then this one, but the other one was about health and healing, so it's a different subject. Um, Or then go to my website, sandycowan.com, real hard to remember, just my name, dot com, and... um, and also, if they go to my website, 
and they sign up, they can receive my blogs as I write them free. You know, I just send them. And I write probably one a week, I post. Um, they're about a thousand words. I mean, they're, they're actually meaningful. They're not just me rambling about something. And I try in those, I try to share some of this information I get from the other side. Because I don't have a method to do that that's big enough for people to hear some of the good stuff. Do you see what I'm saying? And yes. I'll be writing other books in the future, but um, but right now this is the quickest way to get continuing um, information. It doesn't cost anything, so there's no pain <laughs> involved in that. <laughs> right. And so this is this is a way, what I'm hearing you say, is that this is a way to connect to 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 vibrate at the frequency of love, if you will. And for those of us, and I, I would bet that's just every one of us who has someone who is living life after this physical life. And we have a desire to connect in some way. I love the story about the hummingbird and these uh, anomalies, you know, uh, uh, flowers blooming in places at times when they shouldn't be blooming, these being messages. If you're wanting to do that, I would highly suggest that you visit sandycowan.com and connect with uh, the blog and the work that she's doing there. Purchase the book. You will not be sorry. You will not be sorry. It is a phenomenal book. And it just, I would say this, um, just reading the book and now actually connecting with you and hearing your voice sort of changes one's frequency too, right? Changes the vibration and that is a gift that you that you're obviously been sent here to give to other people. So for every one of our listeners, I would highly encourage you to do that, to visit the site, get the book, um, read and get that information, elevate your frequency. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I absolutely love you. And I thank you so much for showing up today as an everyday peacemaker. Sandy, you are amazing. Thank you, Drayvon. So are you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.